next class representative is Kimberly Farina. She, too, is co-president of the class of 2005. Kimberly is from Watson, New Jersey. She graduated from Syracuse University in 1994. Kimberly has been active in community serving, service, serving in such capacities as president of Fix Our Ferals, a student alleviating pet overpopulation, and serving on the executive board of the Veterinary Student Outreach Program. She was awarded the Ivan and Sylvia Tamsky Endowment Fund Scholarship for special interest in public service and dedication to the prevention of pet overpopulation and the Theodora Pei Senior Extern Scholarship in recognition of the importance of broadening the scope of professional and academic education. Kimberly, would you please come forward? Welcome our friends and family to this special day. It's been a long four years, but the class that sits before me is a very special group of students. It's a class that has been the guinea pig for many experiences. The class that bonded together to be the first to endure things no one has done before. This is the class of 2005, and I'm going to share with you why we are truly a class of firsts. Let me start with a story. Monday, September 21st, 2001, was our very first exam of vet school. We had studied with fervor that weekend, studied biochemistry until the wee hours of the morning. This was a big deal. The very first exam of vet school. So Monday morning at 8 a.m., all of you sat in Herring Hall, ready to take this first exam, except one student was missing which was me. I was in bed sleeping. <laughs> I had slept through the very first exam of vet school. I finally woke up, freaked out, ran down to the student program's office, and I thought, if this is any indication of how vet school is going to turn out, then I'm in deep trouble. And in a way, it did because there were going to be many first experiences in the next four years. We were the first class to have a fourth year that went year-round. We were the first class to elect a social chair with a committee. We were the first class to not be offered an elective surgery class. We were the first class that was required to be on call during the banquet and senior party weekend. We were also the first to be enrolled in genetics and to be the first guinea pigs for a computer program called the Diagnostic Pathfinder. <laughs> On a larger scale, we, the class of 2005, was the first class to feel that maybe the world was not so safe after all. The World Trade Center Twin Towers were under terrorist attack on the sixth day of our first year of school. But there were many good firsts during these four years of vet school. We have first-time mom and dads, first-time engagements and marriage, and first true loves. 
Perhaps this was the first time you said to someone, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Perhaps this was the first time you felt so connected with a group of people you thought, this is what friendship is all about. Perhaps this marks the first time in your life you felt so passionate about medicine that you thought, I want to devote my life to this. And yes, there were many firsts that we experienced during these years that would probably like to go unnoticed, like the first gray hair and the first time you realize that the laugh lines in your face don't go away even after you're done smiling. (laughs) Robert Frost once wrote this very familiar quote, two roads diverged in a wood and I took the road less traveled by and that has made all the difference. There are experiences in these four years where it was the first time in your life you didn't take the road that was paved and smooth. For there are those of us in the class that applied to vet school not once or twice, but three times. And during these years, maybe this was the first time you scored a B, a C, or a D on an exam. There are those of you who had boyfriends across the state, the country, in Europe, You were in a relationship that was smooth but stale, paved but stagnant, and down deep you knew it wasn't best for you. There are those of us in the class that for the first time experienced divorce. Maybe this marked the first time you lost someone, a pet, a parent, a friend who you loved so much that couldn't be here today. And it was the first time you said, I don't think I can do this without them. During these four years, perhaps this was the first time you felt you could not endure the pressures of school or your marriage, financial hardships, or the experience of a struggle. But you did. (laughs) And this is important. During these four years, they marked the first times you mustered up the courage to take the road that had huge potholes, rocky gravel, and an enormous sign at the entrance that read, Do Not Enter, Risk Involved. This is the first time you didn't turn back to the paved road, to the relationship that was comfortable or the... or the environment that was comfortable or the relationship that was very steady but wrong. Instead, you filled the potholes, smoothed the gravel, and kicked down the do not enter sign so it tumbled to a crash. You forged ahead and didn't stay behind. During these four years, in our own ways, we all took roads less traveled, and that has and will make a difference. So bravo to us. Bravo to our brains for everything that we've been able to do. How this funny little thing in our head has helped us get the degree we've earned today. The human brain is incredible. We've created amazing medical advances and technology to keep people and animals alive. But you have to question us humans, an amazing creature with a wonderful brain that's so sharp How is it that there is still so much animal suffering? (laughs) Well, it's been thought that sometimes there is a detachment between this extraordinary mind and the human heart. And what this separation means is that wisdom is lost. And maybe we're sharp and clever, but we want to be wise. 
So as you begin your new career today, I ask that you be the first to think about the importance of your heart and unite it with your brain in everything that you do. Dr. Jane Goodall once told this story. It's a story about a chimpanzee named Jojo who was born in Africa. After spending 15 years in a tiny cemented cage in a zoo, a new exhibit was finally constructed. It was surrounded by a moat filled with water because chimpanzees don't swim. Well, 19 other chimpanzees were brought in as well, and everything was going fine until one day one of the males started to challenge Jojo, stamping his feet, waving branches, and Jojo was terrified because he had no socialization and no idea what this meant. So he plunged into the water. But he didn't know anything about water either, and he started to drown. Luckily, a man was there who routinely visited the zoo one day a year with his family. The man jumped into the moat, even though the keeper grabbed him and told him he would be killed because male chimps are very dangerous. The man pulled away, blocked out the people who were screaming, don't do it, and swam. Gasping for air and after several repeated attempts, he was able to get this 130-pound dead weight over his shoulder and pushed the terrified animal out of the moat and up into the enclosure. The event was captured on a video camera and the footage was aired all across, all across America. Excuse me. And the man was asked, what made you risk your own life for this animal? And he answered, well, I happened to look into his eyes and it was like looking into the eyes of a man. And his message was, won't anybody help me? I tell you this story because as veterinarians, as humans, we will see this message in so many eyes. Will anybody help me? Cats thrown out on the street, cows on the way to the slaughterhouse, deer on the run from the hunter. As veterinarians, if you see that look and you feel it in your heart, you have to jump into the moat to try to help in order to right that wrong. As veterinarians, we first do no harm. Will anybody help me? You will see this look more than we should ever have to see it. And then it will be up to your human heart and your wisdom to decide what to do. When we gaze into those eyes, let us, the class of 2005, be first to say, I'm here now, and you're safe with me. We are veterinarians. We don't harm. We heal. We heal animals, and we heal people. Let me leave you with a remaining thought. We are the class of 2005, a class of first. I ask you to continue to strive for those firsts at home, at work, with your family, in life. To be the first to speak the truth and with conviction. Be the first to say, we can do better than this. Or, I will not stand for this. Or the first to say, let's go for it. And continue to be the first to express, especially on this very special day, you are my friend, and I will treasure you always. Mom, you're the best, or I will miss you, and I'm grateful for everything you taught me. And for the rest of your life, be the first to say to others 
with all of your heart. Thank you, and I love you. Dean Osborne, faculty, friends, and family, may I present to you my colleagues, first time doctors of veterinary medicine, and more importantly, my friends, the class of 2005, the class that is and will always be truly a class of firsts. Thank you.